Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector, and investor. Massive professional wrestling fan. Pro graps. The wrestling. A lot happening there. A lot of conversations. I love it. Some energy. We're going to get to that. I'm sitting here recording on a Saturday, like always. It's beautiful in Indianapolis, and the spirits are high. I'm a couple cups of coffee deep. I have got my run in. I just made myself some eggs. Got to get that protein in, brother. Make sure those pythons are juiced. Got to be healthy. I'm fired up. It is a big week for me. It is a big week for the hobby. I'm going to the D. I'm going to Dallas, baby. I'm interacting. I'm seeing all of you. Stacking Slabs Nation. The hobby. People buying, selling, trading, slanging sports cards. Hanging out, meeting up, talking cards, live in the flesh. I'm so excited. I can't tell you. It snuck up on me. Not really. Um, It kind of snuck up on me, I guess. Uh, When I booked my trip, it seemed like forever ago. And honestly, I was getting organized for my trip uh, this morning or last night. As I record this, I will be leaving the next day for, for the Dallas Card Show. But as I was um, trying to get organized, I couldn't find confirmations on my hotel, and I freaked out a little bit. But I'll tell you what, man, there's some there's some uh, organization there on Marriott, and I'm not big in travel hospitality space. I don't know that sector very well. But man, I called a hotel that I thought I booked mine, and no confirmation number, no email, um, and I just gave them my name, and they did some sort of investigation search across their network and found that I did have a a hotel uh, reservation, which was good. I don't have to sleep on the streets of Dallas. Um, But that gave me comfort and a peace of mind. And I realized when I was booking that trip, man, I was disorganized. I just think there was a lot of excitement. But this is the time to get excited about the hobby. I'm excited. I think I'm watching what's happening on Instagram. I am watching what's happening at the Wisconsin Dell Show. So many good brothers uh, and sisters from the Stacking Slabs uh, community, people that I've been interacting with, I'm I'm seeing them pop up, getting some Instagram love. Man, that looks like a blast. I got to make it to that show for sure. That's a beautiful area. But for now, I am focused on Dallas a city that I've been to probably more than any other city in the United States. I don't know why. I just always end up there. But we'll have a good time. I'm fired up. All right. So we're going to cover some ground here. We always do, right? If you're listening to Stack and Slabs podcast, you know there's going to be a lot of ground covered. So this is what I'm going to do. I am going to just dive headfirst into the mix. At the end, I'm going to talk a little bit about my prep work, show prep work, going in, what I'm thinking, what I'm doing. We're going to cover some topics. I'm going to cover some things I don't really understand. And I think it's 
cool to not understand things, and I think it's cool to question things. I think we all are free thinkers or have the opportunity to be a free thinker. The one thing I've learned in, over the last 18 months is I don't want anyone telling me what sports cards to buy, what's hot right now, or any of that other jargon. Not for me. Take that to the store somewhere. Put that on someone else's feed. If you're listening to this podcast, you're a free thinker. You curate your own collection, your PC. And what do you do? You enjoy it. You value it because it speaks to you, not to the market or not to anyone else. So what we're doing here on the Stacking Slabs podcast is we're going to run a little campaign. And it's going to be a campaign that is dedicated to fighting, battling the market, telling us what to buy. If it falls into that category, if it's a person, a place, or a thing telling you what to buy because that's what people want, we're going to squash it. You know why we're going to squash it? Because there's going to be a whole lot of new people coming into our hobby, especially Ken Golden, Hollywood Ken Golden, hanging out with Shine, popping bottles of Cristal with NBA Hall of Famers. Anyone see that IG Live? I know I did. We got that going on. Mainstream, baby. It's going to be mainstream. You know I'm not a mainstream guy, but the hobby's entering that mainstream. It's going to bring in new people. And these new people, we can't send them to the areas where people are telling them what cards to buy. We don't, we don't want to wait. We want people to stay, and we don't want them to waste their time consuming content that is not for them, and it's for the interest of the content consumer. The more we can get out in front of that and say, not on our watch, and I'm not telling you to go grab a pitchfork. I'm just saying, let's be mindful. Let's make sure that when new people enter the hobby, we are welcoming them with open arms, and we are providing them the message of there's a lot of noise, there's a lot of stuff out there that people say that if you look three months later is a hot garbage and you don't want to put your money into that. You want to put your money into stuff that makes you happy and there's ways to to mitigate risk along the way. And as hobby participants, we are here to help people mitigate risk. We're not here to help drive up certain segments of the market because we own those sports cards. People who do that, man, insecure. You got to have confidence with your buys. This isn't a short-term game. If you you operate like it's a short-term game, you're going to get burned. I'm in this for the long haul. I'm spending my hard-earned money to fly my ass out to Dallas to stay in a hotel room for two nights and have cash with me so I can buy some sports cards. That is what we need. We need passion. We need people putting the money into the hobby to make it go around. We don't need these little blips on the radar, these little flash in the pan, these gimmicks. Nope. That stuff, not good. And we're here because we have energy around our hobby, protecting it and educating people as they come in. There's NBA play-in activities. How about that? That's going to be going on while I'm in Dallas. I just hope I'm crossing my fingers. Crossing my fingers. And maybe as this episode goes live, they're not playing anymore. I hope that's not the case. 
Hopefully I can watch my Pacers play. I'm hoping that I, they can get into the playoff. We'll see. I just don't want to play Russ. <laughs> you know that. Guy's a, guy's a monster. Who wants to play him right now? Nobody. Ugh. Guy's vicious. I, uh, I got nothing but love for him. If you, if you read the weekly rip last week, you know I dedicated the opening remarks to Russ. I think Russ Westbrook's a special player. I think Russ Westbrook is going to be someone who's going to be remembered forever. I think Russ Westbrook defines this era of basketball, and I like Russ Westbrook, always have. Showed off some Russ Westbrook PC on the IG this past week. Man, I love that finest. I got the blue refractor, posted that out of 199, PSA 9, pop 6, none higher. Didn't cost me an arm and a leg, but gives me in a piece that's, that's limited, that I appreciate. Gotta love Finest. Shout out to all you Finest fanatics out there. I love me some Finest. Love me some Finest. Finest and Bowman, man. You, you, you go and when stuff is popping off, it's always the Topps Chrome stuff, which is fine. Like Topps Chrome is the prism, right? But peek a layer or two below and you'll see, see man. This card is like, you know, out of 99 and it's half of what the base card tops Chrome costs. What am I doing? Watch for those things. They're out there. But you, you watch for those things because you give a shit about what you're collecting. People who don't watch for it just, just see people pushing the mainstream cards and then everyone gets caught up in that. And then they get mad when those cards fall. Got to know how the game works. It's like a video game. You got to know how it works. But I'm excited. I'm excited to watch some basketball. We're nearing the end of an NBA season that I know isn't generating the type of excitement that we were maybe when the bubble was, was jumping back. It's okay. The sky is not falling. Wait for the playoffs. Playoffs is like a whole nother season. Everyone's going to be back playing it. I understand if you got a little NBA fatigue. I don't. I love hoops. Could watch me some watch me some hoops all day long. Enjoy those games. I'm not here to make any bold predictions or not because I think like this NBA playoffs is more up in the air than ever. Uh, but what I do know is that there's another gear uh, switched when the playoffs start, and we'll see if card prices go up, go down. What happens? What I do know, and one of the points that's being validated that I started to think about probably. Six to eight months ago, maybe longer. Yeah, about eight months ago when I started buying a lot of Steph Curry um, off-rookie year parallels, I said to myself, like, I don't understand why these cards are, like, the price they are. Like, these seem affordable to me, and this is a guy that's going to be remembered forever in the game of basketball. Like, you compare and contrast this card. Let's take, take, for instance, talking my PC out of the top, but 2018 Steph Curry Panini Prism Blue Ice PSA 10 out of 99. That card is beautiful. I'm hyping my own stuff. I'm getting high on my own supply right now. That card is beautiful. It's gorgeous. It comes from a significant rookie year or a significant set in the rookie years of Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Shea, Michael Porter Jr. I mean, the list goes on. That card's money. And I bought it, and I was like, this card, like, I can't believe I'm paying the price. And then people are out there, like, spending so much money on the rookie hype train. Hey, I get it. I'm not here to fight rookies and say rookie cards suck. We know rookie cards make this hobby go around. 
but I think when you start putting purchases of rookie cards that you're chasing on a little bit in context with Hall of Famers, legends, badass parallels of cards of guys that are out there right now, gets you to think. I'm in the groove. I'm been on a buying spree, and I said to myself, Brett, don't buy cards before the Dallas show, but I can't help it. I've been just on a rampage. I've been showing off my wrestling PC. I'm going to talk about wrestling cards. I'm high on the rock right now. You obviously know that if you're following me on Instagram, but this is the deal. I'm going to talk about it, and I think wrestling cards, and I'm honored. People are viewing this show, my platform, as a place for wrestling cards. You're goddamn right it is. It's because I'm passionate about it. This isn't a, I'm going to just show up on the podcast and talk wrestling cards one day because everyone else is talking wrestling cards now. That's not, that's not my deal. You know, you know I've been talking wrestling, wrestling cards from the jump. So I'm excited that people are getting into them more on wrestling cards later on in the show. Dallas, fired up. If you're going to be in the D, hopefully I run into you. I support. I, I I appreciate all the support. I hope I get a chance to say what's up. There's so much energy that's going to be happening in that show. So many activities. And I've just been a fan watching it from afar. So I'm excited to be in the mix. The weekly rip. Hopefully you're enjoying that. Hopefully you're enjoying that newsletter I'm putting out every week. You can sign up. All you have to do is go to the link in the bio or in or my Instagram bio or in the show notes. Last week I talked about Russ. Talked about the hobby update. Putnam Cards, Max, Shay, at Shea Wave Vlogs. Those are plugs for you all to go check out that podcast. And I plug them because I like them. I like their content. You see how it works? When people in the hobby like something, you can tell people. <laughs> it is okay to not just be focused in on your, yourself and your brand. Part of the joy of the hobby is to put other people over. And so that's what I'm doing from the top. That's what I did in the newsletter. Go check out their show. It's entertaining, educational. I'm having fun. I talked about the loudest in the hobby, the loudest people in the hobby, and how different styles of collecting are necessary. But I think we all need to take a step back and say, when someone's doing something that you don't like, it's okay. Like, take a deep breath. We're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. We all need to exist, coexist, and interact because the more people that are coming in with different personalities, different priorities, it's good for the hobby. It's very, very good for the hobby. The one thing I don't get is this mindset that is stuck in the past. I think there are people that say things that are so emphatic and so, well, this is the way it always is, and this is the way it's got to be. And I can't tell you, as a person who works in a space that is built and thrives off of change and adaptability, that is conflict I have where I, I, I move from my professional life to my hobby life. And I don't get it. And I've used this term, but I'm going to use it again because it's, it, 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 is, it points at these people and the way they are. They're cardboard curmudgeon. It's the, hey, I don't want to see anything change around me. 
hey, this this isn't I don't like this. Hey, and and it's everyone who views the way they've already done thing done things for, and it's all from their lens, and they can't go look at all the undeniable changes that are happening around them. And I think, you know what? It's time to keep pushing forward. The market is expanding. There is dollars coming in. Shifts happen. I mean, the amount of transactions that are happening on a regular basis is astronomical. And so this is going to breed change. This is going to breed new new segments of the hobby. This is going to breed interest in new genres of the hobby. And I think that is cool and that is important. And it gives all of us the opportunity to anticipate and see things before they're about to pop. And that's what I love about the hobby. I love that. I don't like seeing the same cards over and over and people saying, well, this is the card and over and over and, oh, we can't collect that type of player because they've never gone up in value. Like, listen, I think we're seeing an awesome shift a little bit on interest in the big man in NBA. There's a lot of factors that are happening right now because of that. You have a couple guys going to the Hall of Fame named Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett, big ticket. Those guys are generational players. Those guys are NBA champions. Those guys are Hall of Famers. I don't give a shit if they were a wing guy and they had the ball in their hand and they were flashy and had shoe deals or whatever. They're winners. I remember them as kids significantly. They always won. They, they, there's a moments in time and place for those two players. That's why they're Hall of Famers. Why wouldn't we want their cards? Why wouldn't we want to go collect those? And I think, you know, you see the Tim Duncan PMG that I sold recently and you know, that card, right? That's probably his number one rookie card. PMG came out his rookie year, went for uh, a significant amount of money. I think it was like 200 K plus, um, you know, Kevin Garnett, you think about how many people who are now making money grew up and vividly remember Kevin Garnett being a rookie, remember those exciting teams, remember him playing with Stephon Marbury. People then remember him going to Boston, finally getting a championship. Why wouldn't you want to collect these guys? Just because they're big, we should stay away? Doesn't make any sense to me. I don't care what the hobby says. Guys like Hakeem Olajuwon, you know, can be argued as one of the best big men ever. Why wouldn't you collect Hakeem the Dream? Shaq, my goodness. Is there anyone that has been more a dominant force, pop culture sensation, and dominant career, champion, Hall of Famer, and is still relevant, is still in the public eye. Now we're looking at our MVP for this year, Nikola Jokic. Listen, this guy's having one of the best seasons ever, but people don't want to admit to it because he's not flashy, because he's not, you know, you know, he's not on, you know, doesn't have sneakers. Like that stuff I don't care about. I care about guys who are great at basketball and can contribute to basketball. So if I want to go collect big men, I'm not going to give a shit about what the market has said in the past. I'm going to trust my gut and instinct because the market is moving in ways that have never moved before. 
You see what I'm saying? It's the same thing back what I was talking about with rookie cards and the price people are paying for a hopeful reach. Like, hey, I've been through this. Here's the message. Not many guys survive. Not many guys people care about two, three years from their rookie year. So just be careful. Like, if you got 500 bucks and you want to take a gamble on a rookie, consider what you could get with $500 on a parallel of a Hall of Famer. See what I'm saying? Skill positions in football, okay? I get it, and I'm not here to try to hype skill positions, but I think people, we, we, we grew up loving skill position players, running backs. We want to be receivers. We play Madden. We play fantasy football now. We watch the game on Sunday. Sunday is football day. Like, literally, like, it's, all right, I, all my shit is done around me in, for the week so I can just sit and I can enjoy football. My whole day is dedicated to that. And I understand football, uh, quarterbacks drive the market. But when you see a guy like DeAndre Hopkins catch 10 balls, 150 yards, two touchdowns, I'm, 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 supposed, to, I'm supposed to spend my money on a mid-tier quarterback who might win eight games? Give me a break. I just think it's, it's something important we should all be thinking about. Don't just do what everyone else is doing or you'll miss out on the opportunity to be the trailblazer, the person who's in front of everything. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying comparing yourself to others isn't a healthy hobby habit. Just because others aren't talking about it, the price isn't to the moon, or there haven't been any recent sale doesn't mean anything. Does it make you happy? That's what matters. Curate your PC. And I'm going to jump in right now, and this is a perfect opportunity and a place to talk about wrestling cards. Wrestling cards, baby. And here's the deal. I've said this till I'm blue in the face, but want to make sure I, I say it with an exclamation point. Just because I'm talking about wrestling cards or somebody else is talking about wrestling cards doesn't mean you should just go jump into wrestling cards. My advice to everyone who has interest is make sure there is some bit of nostalgia or passion that you have or have had with wrestling cards. Because if you don't have that, you're not going to have fun. You're probably going to end up losing money and you're not going to be happy. The reason why I'm so involved in buying wrestling cards is not because of the financial gain. Do I think the cards I'm buying have financial gain potential? 100%, or I wouldn't be buying them. The reason, though, I'm buying cards at the certain prices is because it makes me happy. It brings me back to moments in time. It allows me to connect with the modern product, okay? So the, these are reasons in I am a wrestling degenerate. It is a part of my blood. So in, of course I'm going to collect wrestling cards. But here, here's what I'm saying. It's just there are people talking about wrestling cards. And I think first and foremost, you all need to, like, you need to get educated. Educate yourself on the sets. Educate yourself on how, how it has worked and how it could potentially work. Look at pr card prices. Like You want to do this. What you don't want to do is see someone posting the same cards in a feed and go out and buy those. Chances are those cards are probably too high at this point, and you should go, you'd be much happier looking for other opportunities. That's what I'm doing. I have been on a spree posting cards that I have been buying because 
No one else is no one else is posting them, but I bought these cards because they make you happy. Make me happy. The Rock Tops Chrome Refractors, the Rock Parallels from Modern Sets, stuff like that. No one else is posting on, but I'm I'm buying them and posting them and telling everyone I bought these cards because one, I'm a huge Rock fan. Two, no one else is talking about these cards. Three, Topps Chrome, obviously, Refractors is a significant product in our hobby. Four, these cards remind me of specific moments that The Rock had in their his career. So it's like I'm checking all of the boxes, and it's like when I check all the boxes for me and I look at the card and the price, it becomes really clear whether I should buy it or not. And I'm not saying don't buy cards that you don't think are going to go up. Every card I buy. I buy because I think it has potential to grow. This is an exciting space right now. It really is. It's a there is it's a canvas greenfield opportunity. You got to have passion though. And I'm excited and I'm happy to connect. I fielded more wrestling card collect, uh questions this past week than I think I ever have in my life. And I'm no expert. I'm learning just alongside you. But it's really easy, and I've got a lot of time for it because I love wrestling. I love it. Last night, before I went to bed, my wife went to bed. I was watching the crossover for a bit, and then I threw on Backlash 99, okay? I'm watching, like, Al Snow versus Hardcore Holly in a hardcore title match. Way too long, by the way. If anyone has watched Backlash 99 with Mankind on the cover, I want to rebook this one because... First of all, the the Al Snow versus Bob Holly match, way too long. Okay, there's one. And then there's the Mankind versus the Big Show match. That's like a backstage brawl, too. It's like, come on. It's the classic, like, who booked this shit? But it's fun. I love stuff like that. But I love wrestling. And I love wrestling cards. So I'll, stacking slabs will always be a place where I talk about wrestling cards. All right. so. I thought it, w- thought it would be uh, interesting maybe to talk a little bit about just my PC, the evolution, not get into the card specifically, but talk to you about the requirements I have. I think one of the biggest issues that we have in the hobby is it's so overwhelming. There's so many people talking, so many new products, so many per- perceived opportunities, so many real opportunities. Chase, chase, chase. Like people are chasing, chasing, chasing. It's like this whole F1 thing. It's like, cool. Like people are excited about F1 cards, but like, you know, as I'm stepping back and analyzing it, it's like, people weren't just all about F1 a year ago. Well, Netflix had a deal, okay? People are watching a show and getting excited about cards, and then now this new product dropped, and it's people are talking about it, and then all of a sudden, a lot of people are talking about it. It's like, if you're getting into F1 because you have a passion for F1 and you love racing, awesome. That's the best. But if you're getting into F1 because other people are getting into F1 and you have no idea about it, that might not be the best place to, to go. So that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I always circle, the, circle uh, certain opportunities. And at the end of the day, I'm like, do I have passion around this? Does it make me feel something? And if it doesn't, that's why I bounce. That's why I talk about football, basketball, wrestling for the most part. It's what I have passion around. So my PC today, if I'm having building requirements around it, passion, it's got to make me feel something. The cards that I'm buying need to be significant. So it's 
significance obviously is a definite it's it's open to interpretation but i like to think of things like rare scarce of certain sets first year of certain sets stuff like that there needs to be some sort of nostalgia component or i enjoy currently watching them play so if i pick up a reggie miller card i'm connected to it emotionally because of the nostalgia so it makes sense to buy it or i bought that bought this russ westbrook card because if i'm sitting on my chair at home and i see that the wizards are playing and i've got nothing to do i'm watching that game because i want to watch russell westbrook and i've talked just talked about this but always a qualifier for me is making sure that i believe that the card price will go up. We don't want to lose money, nor can we predict the future, but I always want to make sure if I buy something, I think that it has opportunity to grow. So I think you need a bit, like if you haven't already, build your list of qualities that matter. We need to give ourselves guardrails because if we don't, we end up buying stuff that we regret. So mine is like, I've got like seven categories right now. Okay, so I've got my favorite athlete, Peyton, makes sense for me to collect him because he's my favorite athlete. I've got a hopeful right now, Carson Wentz. I collect Carson Wentz because he is the quarterback of my favorite team. A lot of football up front. Kyler Murray, my favorite young player. I love watching him play, so I collect his cards. Indianapolis Colts, they're my favorite team. So I, I, I don't collect all of the Colts. I don't go out and buy them everything. But I do pick and choose my spots so I can have a curated Indianapolis Colts collection, i.e. my Marvin Harrison PMG. Fits nicely in there. Fits nicely in there. Nice and snug. NBA favorites, right? I love the game. Buying different players that either I like to watch right now or connect me to nostalgia. That's That's a slippery slope. I had a closet full of jerseys from about champion jerseys shout out all you people who had champion jerseys from about every team players i just loved players i love players i love watching them so like one of the things i try to protect myself of like i can get down and look at 90s parallels of cards and there's a lot of players i like and it can be a slippery slope so i have to i have to protect against that galactics it's a parallel chase it's fun that's another area and then wrestling. So there's like seven buckets. And so if I'm buying cards, they're probably not outside of those seven spots. And I just think that's important. Those are my, my guardrails. And I'll be taking those guardrails to, to Dallas. It's overvalued. It's undervalued. What a deal. You overpaid. Such a steal. It's all relative. If you believe in something, then the long game is an incredible game to play. Patience will find you happiness. Always remember when you're buying these cards, it is okay to purchase them and sit on them for as long as possible. That is what I do. I feel like so many people buy cards and expect next week, the next week, the next week, those cards are going to dip, double, triple, whatever. Maybe that did happen a year ago, but that, that's not, that's not, that is not something that I expect to be a normal thing. Stuff is going to shoot up. Stuff is going to go down. But I think you got to come from a place of abundance and be patient. I want to thank my man at Drake's PC. I had a whole lot of fun talking with him 
on the pod, covering a lot of ground, covering a lot of passion. I got my man Jeremy from Sports Card Live on the Hobby Hustle. I love his shows. He just uh, is a hustler. Got so much passion for cards, so I got to get him on the pod to talk about his his show, his collecting, and what's what's next and what's going on with him. Um, I got a big guest coming up after Dallas, so get ready for that little teaser. Um, and we're rolling, man. We're here to make the hobby a exciting, a passionate place, and I'm thrilled. And I want to close out here, share a few words on Dallas. I've been thinking this, but then I've been trying not to overthink this. I don't want to overproduce myself as I go into Dallas. I want it to be organic. I want it to be fun. Talk about overproduction. There's some overproduction in some of the content from some individual that I see. And it got a little bit of coverage. We're not going to mention his name here. Um, but don't we don't want to overproduce stuff in the hobby. If you're creating content, don't overproduce it. We don't don't make it come off as sounding scripted. Like that's inauthentic. We need authenticity. Okay, if you're gonna shoot your 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 content from a certain point of view, like be real. I'm real. I'm bringing it. I'm real every day. I'll tell I'll tell you how I feel. I hope I hope that's what you you think and you expect from me. But at Dallas, I'm going to have fun. I've got my criteria of players that I collect. I'm gonna bring some cards. Right? Maybe there's an opportunity. I'm gonna bring cash. I got cash, I'm gonna have cards. I don't know, like I'm not out pursuing a specific card, but I want to be prepared if there's a card that gives me those butterflies that hits me in that feel spot. I want to be prepared that I can take action on it. I do. So I also don't feel the need to come out of Dallas with cards. I was sitting there this morning thinking about it, and I was like, what is the perfect scenario for you? And I think it's Finding something that hits me in the feel spot and probably just like one, one card. If I, if I left with one card and, I, and I'm going to record this in a couple, uh, next week and I'm going to say, oh, I came back with five cards. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm excited. I can't wait to be in the mix. I can't wait to be in the element with all of you. If you're going to the D, hit me up. Let's go. Let's have fun. Let's be positive. This hobby is so damn fun and important, and there's so much opportunity to grow. If you like what you heard, hit that subscribe button. Leave me a review. Tell me how I'm doing. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. And I will be back on Friday with The Hobby Hustle. Peace.